This is On The Left Side, The Funny Football Show. Ant? 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 Put the bed there. Start the bed there. Ant! 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 Oh, yeah. It's a holiday, isn't it? Right, okay, how does this work? How do you make this stuff play? Is this the button? Oh, 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 that one. Must be this one then. Patrick in the Carabao Cup for Manchester City. In the end, the favourites have flourished. Let's start this week where football dictates we start. There was only one team that are truly deserving of a headline grabbing spot on, on the left side this week, and that team wears sky blue. Yes, we begin this week's Feast of Football Funny with Manchester City. What? The Caribou Cup? Third successive win, eight out of nine domestic trophies? Nah, mate. I'm talking about what Manchester City wore for their Champions League game against Real Madrid this week. Yes, before Man City could even start thinking about the first domestic silverware of the season, they had a small matter of an away fixture at Real Madrid in the Champions League to contend with. A fixture that was surely going to be overshadowed by allegations of financial doping and headlines about two-year UEFA bans. But Pep Guardiola is a clever manager. He ensured that no one was talking about FFP before kickoff by giving them something else to talk about. And that something else was the whole of the Manchester City team being dressed like absolute knobheads. Remember those white suits that the Liverpool Spice Boys wore for the 1996 FA Cup final? Well, somehow Pep Guardiola's men made that look like a Gok Wan after-show get-together as the City Boys stepped out for the Real Madrid game in double denim. OK, you might argue that a Canadian tuxedo, a bit of double D, isn't automatically a fashion faux pas, and I'd agree. But I'd also say that A, you need to be super cool to pull off double denim and as great a footballer as Kevin De Bruyne is, he's definitely not super cool. And B, these particular denim two sets would set you back a cool grand. And anyone who's happy to spend £1,000 on something that makes you look like a Bewitched tribute act, by default, looks like a knobhead to me. Some people say I look like me dad. <gasps> Suddenly, that two-year ban from UEFA looks pretty lenient. If you're going to dress like that, I suggest a three-year ban from everything would be more suitable. Speaking of knobheads who like a little bit of double denim, where there is a Manchester City trophy to celebrate, Mr Noel Gallagher is never far behind. And sure enough, no sooner had the winners' medals been collected at the Carabao Cup than Mr Gallagher was dancing along to Wonderwall in the dressing room with Benjamin Mendy like the self-conscious sober guy at a wedding. But after that dust had settled, he was also ready to give his expert punditry views to talk sport. Today was important because we've, we've won a trophy now. So that's it. So the president, you know, and Liverpool, for all their fans crowing, they've been the best team in England once in 30 years. You've got to wear it off that lot. They're terrible winners. You know, worse losers, but bad winners as well. Firstly, it's the Carabao Cup, mate. Don't get too carried away. Secondly, it may just be the Carabao Cup, but why are you talking about Liverpool when City have just won a trophy. I would say that Jurgen Klopp is living rent-free in Noel's head, but I'm pretty sure Noel's brother Liam has already got that residency sewn up on a pretty long-term contract. And they wonder why there's no real rock and roll stars around. Noel didn't really need to take the piss out of Liverpool in that situation because a few days before, Liverpool 
took the piss out of themselves. Earlier this week, there were rumours flying around that the coronavirus could lead to a total shutdown of Premier League football, in the event of which the current football season would be declared null and void, and Liverpool would not be presented with the Premier League title that looks to be all but theirs. But just when it looked like it could be the coronavirus that stopped the Merseyside club in its tracks, in fact, it was Saar that did for them. That's because Watford winner Ismaili Saar, who scored a brace, has a name that sounds a bit like Saar's, which is also a disease a little bit like coronavirus. Come on! If you had a medical degree, you would have got that gag. Anyway, Watford stunned Jurgen Klopp's men this weekend, smashing them 3-0 and putting an end to their hopes of going the entire season unbeaten and matching the Arsenal Invincibles. It was a totally unexpected result, like if Tyson Fury got knocked out by Gianfranco Zola, or at least it would have been totally unexpected if it hadn't been for this man. I think people should recognise that I'm also one of the best defenders in the world. Yep, that's the always modest Dejan Lovren, who stepped into the heart of Liverpool's defence just as everything turned to shite. <laughs> Maybe I'm being a little bit unfair on Lovren. Surely he wasn't really at fault for the defeat. Let's just see what Watford captain Troy Deeney has to say on the matter. Any defender doesn't want to be facing their own goal, so you try and pick on the weaker of the two, if that makes sense. He could mean anyone, though, couldn't he? He could be talking about either of the centre-backs. It could be £75 million Dutch defensive rock Virgil van Dijk, who arrived at the football club and transformed their fortunes and who is widely regarded as one of the world's best centre-backs. Or it could be Dejan Lovren. We'll just never know. Whatever happened in the game, however, Deeney was well-deserving of the headlines for a bit of pre-match banter between himself and his mascot. As he lined up next to his Liverpool opposition, he put his arm round the young lad escorting him out, pointed at Virgil van Dijk and said this. If you'd paid a bit more money, you could have stood next to him. Good banter. Only marginally matched by Arsenal's banter, who now retain their Invincibles title. And after the final whistle, with Liverpool defeated, they tweeted, Congratulations on a formidable unbeaten run at LFC. You can understand the Gunners being excited. That's probably the best result they'll have this season. As I said, no one really saw that coming. Even one of the most astute minds in modern football, Mr Big Sam Big Allardyce. Who do we think is going to beat Liverpool in the league this year? Nobody. Yeah. We don't think we, anybody's going to beat them. This week, Big Sam gave an interview with joe.co.uk in which Big Sam did what Big Sam does best. No, not sign Kevin Nolan and lump it into the box. He bigged himself up. That Liverpool quote was directly after Sam was asked how he measured up to Atletico boss Diego Simeone, who had beaten Liverpool just the week before in the Champions League. Check out his answer. Do you see any of yourself in Diego Simeone as a manager? Oh, no, I don't know there's any doubt about that. No doubt? Are you sure? Because I think I've got a fair amount of doubt there, Sam. He wasn't finished there, though, when it came to comparing himself to greats of the game. He also likened himself to the special one. Jose parked the bus as much as I did. I mean, we both parked the bus when we need to. He's very similar to me. I suppose he does have a little bit of a point. Jose Mourinho and Sam Allardyce are quite similar. They're both football managers, and so, in many ways, have much more in common than, say, I do with either of them. The issue here is, Jose Mourinho has won the Premier League. Sam hasn't. 
Jose Mourinho has managed some of the biggest football clubs in the world, including Real Madrid. Sam hasn't. Jose Mourinho has worked with some of the best players on the planet and won some of the biggest trophies. Sam hasn't. And Jose Mourinho, to my knowledge, hasn't tried to negotiate any dodgy football deals with Middle Eastern gentlemen whilst knocking back a pint of Pinot Grigio. Personally, I think he's probably more of a Matthias Rose kind of guy. That's it for today's On The Left Side. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, click subscribe and you'll never miss an episode. And why not this week? Make this the week you leave us a review on iTunes because I'll be honest, no one ever does. So if you go on iTunes, give us five stars. Tell us what you think of the show. In fact, it doesn't have to be iTunes either. You can do it however you listen to your podcasts. And we'll give you another one of these doses of football funny next week with On The Left Side. See you later. So what happens now? Just just hit the stop button? Where is the stop button? Where? Oh, credits. I need to do credits. Right. Um, this show was written and produced by Jim Salverson and Ant McGinn... Nah, actually, fuck it, it wasn't. Fuckers on holiday. It wasn't written by Ant McGinley. It was written and produced by Jim Salverson. Just Jim, all Jim, nothing but Jim. Now, how do I turn this off?